sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. is Simon Rose. You join me for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors, where I'm joined by Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor, to look at the world of investment from a UK perspective. And Victoria, we're going to start with, as so often recently, um, central bank announcements, the ECB. We had an interest rate decision at lunchtime today. So what happened and why do we need to bother about it? Yeah, well, uh, sort of central banks are very much front and centre for markets at the moment, because inflation is really one of the biggest themes that's been behind a lot of the volatility that we've seen in the FTSE, um, in the DAX in Germany, and in um, other global indices like the S&P 500 stateside, which has been flirting with bear market territory, meaning that it's almost 20% below a recent high. So that's why the ECB is possibly more interesting to uh, private investors now than it might have been last year. Um, You know, we heard from the central bank that it's explicitly announced that it plans to hike for the first time since before the pandemic by 25 basis points. And this is really interesting because there was this big debate about whether they might kick off these interest rate rises with a more hawkish 50 basis point increase instead. But now it feels as though that is actually off the table. The other interesting part was that they ended their APP or their asset purchase program where they've been injecting the economy with large amounts of stimulus to try and offset some of the COVID economic pain. So that is now coming to an end. It looks as though we're set for 25 basis point hike in July with the potential for another one in uh, September. And then also the other interesting bit was that it upgraded its um, or changed its growth and inflation forecasts. And one of the most interesting bits was that it's forecasting 2024 inflation to come all the way down to 2.1%. You know, it's close to double digits at the moment. So that kind of suggests that the ECB is pretty optimistic about its ability to bring inflation back under control in the medium term. Though many people would argue the ECB has been behind the curve on this, even more so than the Fed and the Bank of England. Well, indeed. And and that's why we haven't seen any rate hikes from the ECB thus far, whereas we have seen hikes from the Bank of England, which was ahead of the pack, and then the Fed then playing catch up. So, yes, there is a sense that the ECB is behind the curve, given the fact that inflation is sharply above target. Are they actually hiking in July? You're just saying they might hike in July? Well, I say hike, hike for what they're doing. It sounds almost far too aggressive a word. I know. I think that the word hike is slightly overused. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about 25 basis point increase, but that does seem to be the language that is uh, most used most often. (laughs) But I'd say they're giving very, very strong hints that 25 basis points is on the cards. And So not a hiking, but a hinting of hiking. Yes, okay. (laughs) A hinting of a slight increase. Um, And, you know, that's why we're seeing the markets price in almost. That's what I was so, so, yeah. So, how did the markets react? So, initially, we actually saw the euro sell off because um, because of the fact that it's taken off this more hawkish, more aggressive fifty basis point increase, which was at least partly priced into the euro. So, we saw that initial knee jerk lower, but actually, it then pushed higher. So, it feels as though. There wasn't anything massively surprising from today's announcement. Um, so it's sort of a tussle between uh, the bulls and the bears on the euro today. OK, uh, time for us to take a brief breather. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio. 
This is Simon Rose in conversation with a Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment Interactive Investor. You're listening to the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Um, let's come back um, to the UK where um, papers have been full today of how uh, people might be paying £100 to top up their tank for the first time. I mean, obviously, it's important for individuals, but also, um, I mean, for businesses as well. And for so much sentiment, I mean, you know, it, most people still need fuel of some sort or energy of some sort. So what's the significance, you think? I'd say this is pretty significant. I mean, households and businesses both facing a rude awakening when it comes to this sharp increase uh, in the cost of filling up a tank of petrol mm. or, in fact, diesel. Um, on the household side, this is exacerbating the cost of living crisis. And then on the business side, it's really increasing that cost burden and making it much more challenging to be profitable by squeezing margins. Um, so when we're looking at corporate reports, the interesting thing is to see which businesses can actually pass on some of that cost burden in terms of higher prices and which might be struggling to do that. So there's the price takers and the price makers. Mm. And that's really the differentiator between the winners and the losers when it comes to uh, stocks in an inflationary environment. So which sort of businesses then can actually pass someone? I mean, I know, for instance, um, the supermarkets are facing vastly cost uh, uh, vast cost increases to some extent are still trying to compete with each other and see who will break first so i mean yeah. i have noticed my weekly shop is not gone up, has not gone up as much as i might have expected yeah i mean supermarkets are extremely price sensitive they are the UK supermarkets, at least, have been facing an onslaught of competition from the German discounters, Aldi and Lidl, which are particularly price sensitive. And when we're in this environment where households are facing squeezed budgets, pricing is really, really important. So that might be a sector that might really struggle to pass on those um, increased costs. Clearly, the big beneficiary of this is the oil giants, BP and Shell, uh, which have been performing very, very well, and some of the miners as well. So a lot of the commodity-linked industries have mm. been faring very well in the inflationary environment. Um, but in terms of businesses that can pass on um, higher costs in terms of higher prices, one interesting sector, I think, is luxury, because this, um, you know, you can see the likes of Burberry or Chanel or Louis Vuitton put up their prices with not much impact on demand. Mm. And while we are seeing this big cost of living crisis, actually, the very wealthy um, mainly have sort of been okay so far. Um, but of course, if we were to then go into a recession, that discretionary spending could come off. So it's not a foolproof strategy, but it's just interesting to look at businesses sort of in a case by case basis and think, can they actually pass on those extra costs or can they not? So we heard from Tate and Lyle today, for example, that said that it's been bringing their prices higher and actually they've still managed to sell just as much. So it really just depends on the individual base and the individual company. Mm. Um, and oddly enough, I think we've actually seen oil prices fall, though I mean, nothing goes up forever. <laughs> yeah, well, this is actually uh, because of a slightly different global dynamic, which relates to China. Uh, we know that um, China has had this draconian zero tolerance mm. approach to COVID. It's imposed really, really strict lockdowns, particularly in Shanghai, which is its big financial hub. And that's been causing concerns about demand for oil. Um, now we saw some of those uh, restrictions ease, but now we've actually seen, we learned overnight that some of these curbs have been reinstated. So that's why we're seeing both Brent and WTI a little bit lower. But to put it into context, Yesterday, it closed pretty much the highest level since 2008. 
So Brent crude is um, up above $120 a barrel. It's seen a huge surges over the last six months. So while we are seeing a little bit of pullback, we're still very much at the highs. Victoria, thank you very much indeed. That's Victoria Scholar, Head of Investment at Interactive Investor. Uh, and that's it for this week for the Financial Outlook for Personal Investors. Sharing ideas about money. This is Share Radio.